a married couple had an argument and uh, giving, they ended up giving each other the silent treatment for, for about a week. Well, the man realized towards the end of the week that he needed his wife's help, and, and in order to catch a flight, he had to wake up at 5 a.m. to go to a business meeting. Well, not wanting to be the first one to break the silence, because who would do that, he wrote on a piece of paper, please wake me at 5 a.m. Well, the next morning, the, the man woke up to discover that his wife was already awake, but he looked at the clock and it was 9 a.m., uh, he, had, he had definitely missed his flight. So he was about to find his wife and demand an answer as to why she failed in waking him up, and he, he noticed a, a piece of paper by the bed. He read, it's 5 a.m., wake up. She tried. <laughs> so over the next three weeks, uh, we're, we're going to look at uh, relationships. And not, not just relationships, but we're going to look at the idea of conflict. Uh, among our relationships. And so today we're going to look at two ladies, two sisters, named Mary and Martha. Next week we'll read about David and Saul, and then the week after we'll read about Abraham and his nephew Lot. And each week you'll see that in our relationships we'll face conflict of different kinds, and different resolutions are necessary uh, for different types of conflict. And so today we're going to jump right into Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Put yourself in this story right away. Who, who are you? Are you Mary, or are you Martha? I think most of us probably would relate to Martha more than Mary. Martha was the doer. Uh, there are many possible angles of this story. Uh, I, I think of, of service, of devotion, of busyness. Today, I simply want to look at this story through the lens of relationships. We all have to deal with them, uh, and, and we'll see that there was conflict, and today this is a little different than maybe the others, uh, conflict between two people who love Jesus. And so this may help us with conflict in the church, conflict with other Christians. Uh, obviously, it's her sister. The, the, the conflict is between two sisters, but I think this really would, would help all of us. And so we're going to look through the story and see where they agreed, and then we'll see where they disagreed, and then we'll see how Jesus helped handle the situation. And so first, let's see where they agreed. Again, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. And so Martha appears to be in charge of the house. Uh, she opened her home to Jesus, it says. So she was hospitable. She wanted to do good for Jesus. Now her sister Mary sat on the floor at his feet and listened to him. And, and you have to know that this was not normal. Uh, men were only discipled by rabbis, not women. And as a, a disciple, a disciple would sit at their master's feet. Not everyone would do that. So Jesus appears to be affirming Mary then as a disciple. Yet another time that Jesus affirms women 
uh, as being equal in value in the faith. See, some people say that Christianity and a religion, it's held women back. Jesus affirmed women's value uh, probably more than anyone else in the world, uh, and he did it in a powerful way. He did it in a time when uh, others would not have looked good, uh, they wouldn't have thought good on this. And so we see right away that Mary and Martha both agree on one thing. They believe in Jesus. They are, they're both wanting to honor him in different ways. Mary wants to be with him. Martha wants to serve him. And so there seems to be no disobedience, no sin, n- no problems really at this point uh, between the two, except for one thing, a difference in priorities. This is where conflict begins. We tend to disagree not on what matters most, but how to get there, how to go about it. Churches can do this in disagreements over programs, over budgets, over music, over staffing. No one's arguing over who loves Jesus the most, yet at times it kind of comes across that way. In the home, it can happen as well. Sometimes you have to choose between, do we, do we focus on cleaning the house more or spending time with our kids? Do we focus more on saving this extra money or, or going on a date? Uh, and when there's a disagreement, then we have conflict in our relationships. And so we're going to see how, how they work through this, um, even, even before it starts. How can, we, how can we, we work through it? And so we need to see then where Mary and Martha disagreed. Verse 40 again. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha had had enough. Martha was cooking for a small army. See, it wasn't just, it wasn't just her and her sister and Jesus. It says at the beginning, Jesus and his disciples came. So she's cooking for a lot of people. And, and the meat's starting to burn, and the, and the bread's not rising, and she just has to get so much done. And, and, and she glances into the living room, and what does she see? I mean, she's in this hot kitchen trying to take care of all these people, and she sees her sister, who should have been in the kitchen with her, according to tradition at the time, just sitting there. And so Martha loses it. She's tired of it. She stormed into the living room, and, and what would you do? You would go in there, and you would, you, would, you would gently tap your sister on the shoulder, and, hey, can you come help me? I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed. Or maybe if you're a little more upset, you'd go in and say, hey, Mary, come, I need your help. Come on. She doesn't do either of those. She goes straight to Jesus, the guest, and says, tell her to help me. How awkward would that have been for every person in the room? She, she, uh, she, just, she just lost it. And we've been around people who have done this. I mean, you, you've probably been to someone's house, and you know when you get there, right before you got there, I mean, as you're walking up, you know they were not getting along. You know that the, 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 probably a married couple, they were, they were fighting. And, and you don't have to hear any of it to know that. You know because they're very friendly to you. Um, they, they, uh, they, have, they give you uh, full sentences when they talk to you. Um, but then they look to their spouse and they don't even make eye contact. Uh, there's so much tension in the room and you just, you just know, yeah, there was a fight going on here. It can be the best steak dinner ever. But if, uh, if there's that tension, no one wants to be there. This had to be ten times worse because she went straight to the guest. Everyone knows now there's a problem in this house. Uh, There are people not getting along, and there's a lot of tension, and so now what happens? See, it's not just between Mary and, and, uh, and Martha, though. 
uh, if you really think about this, Martha messed up her own relationship with Jesus. She would have been better off if Jesus hadn't come into her home that day because of her attitude. Do you see the danger in, in having a, a bad attitude, even if we're doing the right things? She wasn't doing anything wrong. She ruins it for everyone, including herself and her relationship with Jesus. It's not usually an issue when we, when we decide what's important to us. All of us have things that are important to us. The problem is, when I say what's important to me has to be important to you. And when we look to each other and we say, what I value, you have to value the same thing. And if you don't, I'm going to have a problem with you. That's what was going on here. As Christians, it's pretty simple. We're called to, to love God and obey His commands and pursue holiness. But when we try to place our passions uh, on other people, when we, when we have these uh, expectations, well, maybe singing is something that I really love, and you don't. And so I start to wonder, well, do they not love God because they're not singing? Or, or foreign missions, very important. But if that's number one for me and it's not for you, well, what's wrong with you? Maybe giving is something that matters to you, and you look to me and you say, why isn't he giving more? It's, it's when we have these expectations on someone else. I can show you a scripture that says all three of those things are very important. We can, we can find a lot. Mary and Martha, though, are completely different people. And when we start to accept that we're not all the same, I think we'll, we'll have less of this, uh, this tension. It doesn't mean there won't be conflict, but we'll have an understanding and be able to work through it. See, to me, Mary seems very loving and spiritual. In, in John 11, there's this story where, where Mary, we know it's the same Mary, uh, in this story, she pours her perfume on Jesus' feet, and, and she takes her hair, and she wipes his hair. She's, she loves Jesus a lot. I mean, this isn't a one-time ordeal. She's very spiritual. She's very loving. She's probably a very compassionate person. And then we see Martha, and she's trying to be hospitable. She's probably the one who, if you're sick, she's going to cook a meal and bring it to you. She's going to make sure that, that you have everything you need. She's practical, and she's just looking out for people around her. So what does Jesus do with this? Is one wrong? Is one right? Is one good and one bad? Let's check here. Verse 41 again. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and will not be taken away from her. Martha, Martha is a gentle response. He wasn't yelling at her. She was pretty upset, but he, he calmed her down. It appeared that he, he sided with Mary here, but if you notice, he never once told Martha to stop doing what she was doing. He simply addressed her attitude. Her service was fine. Her attitude was not. And so she became so worried and upset about many things, he says, stuff that no one else cares about the same way. What's that like when you care about something uh, that no one else cares about? Uh, sometimes it's, well, I care about it, and, and you all should, and so I'm really hoping that you'll all change your attitude or change your view on things. But really, uh, I should probably be praying that God would change my attitude before I uh, ruin relationships with every person, every person here. That's what's going on there. Martha was serving Jesus, though, so why would this be an issue? She was trying to do a good job. Even Paul says in Colossians 3, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Isn't that what Martha's doing? She's serving Jesus. 
I mean, she's not serving others in the name of Jesus. She's literally serving Jesus. The trick for her was to know when she was too busy. When, it, when she started to become irritable and anxious and overwhelmed and, and not pleasant to be around, this isn't honoring Jesus anymore. We can say we do things in the name of Jesus, but we have to really consider, are we? Or are we doing it for ourselves? Are we, am I putting on a show? or am I just trying to make myself feel good by serving Jesus, but really it's not about him. It's about me. See, good service with a bad attitude doesn't do anyone any good. It's not a plea for laziness. It's not that we shouldn't do things. If, if you can give your best effort and you can make a seven-course meal for your guests and they come over and enjoy it, um, I'd love to come to your house. But we have, to, we have to know that it's about our attitude. And if we're, if we're going to do something good, but we have a bad attitude, we'd, we'd be better off just to not. Just don't do it. As important as, as his response to Martha was, I, I think it really is. I think that can be a gut check for all of us at times when we're trying to earn our way or, or, or just do things to make ourselves feel good. I think his response to Mary was actually even more important. We have to allow Jesus to serve us before we serve others. Now, that sounds selfish in a little bit. We have to allow Jesus to minister to us before we minister to others. Well, we won't have the right attitude. It's not about giving, giving up service and watching TV, um, being lazy. No, Mary sat with Jesus and she listened to his words. The first command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. If you get that out of order, it doesn't work. You, we always have to love God first and then our neighbor second. If we miss that, we're going to get frustrated, like Martha did in this story. We're probably going to burn out because we're not really doing it to love God first. We're doing it because it feels good, and it's the easier one. Jesus served many people, but he regularly, he often went to God the Father and spent time with him. And so before we become involved in service to Jesus, we have to allow Jesus to serve us. He didn't make the sacrifice on the cross so that we would be slaves and go around and just do all the time. He says that we're his friend. He sacrificed so that we could be a part of his family. We all need to be with him first, like Mary in this story. And then we can serve him, like Martha. But it has to start with what he did for us. If it's always about what we're doing for him, then we're not Christians. We're Casey's or Collins or Julie's. We're, we're, we're whatever we want to be if we're making it all about ourselves. We have to be Christians first. And that means we accept what Jesus did for us on the cross, not what we do for him. It's only because of his love that we love back. I found this story that I want to close with, and it, it, um, it's about our relationship with Jesus, and I think it's also about our relationship with others. And I, I just enjoyed it, so I'm just going to read it here. It says this, A pastor told a story of a mother and her son who were church member, or members of his church. The father died when the boy was young, this was back when, when television uh, didn't exist, when folks spent evenings listening, listening to the radio or reading to one another. They both enjoyed listening to good music. In his early 20s, he met a young woman at church, fell in love with her, and they decided to be married. Since housing was difficult to find, the mother said, We have a two-story house. I can make an apartment for myself in the second story, and you and your bride can live in the first story. 
The only thing I ask is that we get a chance to spend some time together because I'm going to miss the reading and the music. Her son said, Mother, you can be sure of that. It's important to me too. The couple married. For a while, life continued with the son stopping by a couple of times a week to spend some time with his mom. He was busy, and eventually days became weeks between visits. The relationship was, what, was not what it had been. But on his mother's birthday, the young man bought a lovely dress, brought it to her, and said, Happy birthday, mother. She opened the package and looked at the dress. Oh, son, thank you. I appreciate so much what you've done. He said, Mother, you don't like it. She said, Oh, yes, I do. It's my color. Thank you. He said, I have the receipt. They said, I can, I can bring it back. She said, No, it's a lovely dress. He said, Mother, you don't fool me. We've been together too long. What's wrong? The woman turned and opened her closet. She said, Son, I, I have enough dresses there to last, last to me for the rest of my life. I guess all I want to say is that I don't want your dress. I want you. No relationship can be built on, on doing and giving. If, if we're doing those things but not spending time with a the person, then we're probably doing it for ourselves, not for them. Those things are, are important. We can show someone how much we love them by serving them, by, by doing for them, by giving. But that has to come second. Our relationship with Jesus, just like our relationship with people, must start this way as well. Time with them. Before anything else, it's spending time, not doing for. We need relationships. We need, we need brothers and sisters around us. We need friends to help hold us accountable and to encourage us and to support us. We don't need new things. We don't need people to do things for us necessarily. I mean, those things will come. But to really know that we're in this together, we, we encourage people. We, we ask people how they're doing. We love people. This is the message that Jesus tells Mary and Martha. Forget doing all that stuff that's, that makes you just feel busy and spend some time with me. I think we all need this. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much uh, for sending Jesus uh, to be a perfect example. Uh, if it weren't for him, we wouldn't hear these things. We wouldn't, we wouldn't know how to go through life the way that we do. And you've given us such a, a wonderful, uh, a, a perfect example uh, that we can follow. We can consider every story and, and look in, and what are you trying to tell us? God, I, I thank you that you've, you've shown us that we don't have to do everything, um, but most importantly, uh, that we have a way to you through Jesus. And so let us consider that and allow Jesus to minister to us and change our hearts and our attitudes so that we can take it to the world. Thank you so much for your love and for your son. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.